Hello, and welcome to the Foxworthy Podcast, Survivor Game Changers Week 2, Season 34, 38 days, 39 days, something castaways. Three Survivor fantasy people are here. Levi's here today. Hey, Levi. Hello. How's it going, Taylor? I'm happy to have you back, even though we like Jordan better anyway. And Ty's back. I'm here. I'm ready to talk some Survivor. Another exciting week. I might have some complaints, but it was a good week overall, I think. So let's start off. Let's give a fantasy update. Uh, It looks like nothing has changed overall. Ty is still in first, despite a major setback that we'll talk about in a minute. And Levi is in second. Uh, I'm in third. Jordan is in last. Uh, Don't tell her. She'll be heartbroken. The reason that... Ty's doing okay is because he had a couple people win immunity this week. Um, Levi actually had the most points this week because his entire tribe didn't go to tribal council. His entire team. how am I how am I not winning? Because <laughs> no one picked anything right this week. Uh, everyone had points on Sari and Sandra, and Ty had some points on Ty T A I, and Levi had some points on Debbie. So no real exciting. No, no cool stuff happened in, in our picks this week. No big changes yeah. in the world of Survivor. Boring week. But I guess the biggest change in the world of Fantasy Survivor was uh, a Titan has fallen. The number the one greatest. Pick, the number one pick in the entire draft got voted out in the second episode. Way to go, Ty. Ty that was the Commons. Way to go. That was a mistake. I, Caleb like never proved himself as a player Kayla was not a titan in my mind at all oh my gosh he was a greek god among men he was okay. out there he was stronger than everyone he had a great social game at least with ty i don't know what else you want just because he was, he on was big hot. brother doesn't mean he had a great social game but that whole the whole show is a social game i think i don't know i've never watched it ever look at how he did at big brother all right, let's let's can it on Ty, on Caleb for a second. We're gonna we're gonna get back to him in a minute, but before okay. we get to the losers, let's go to the winners. Who do you have as your? Well, here's how it's gonna work. We're gonna do power rankings. We're gonna try to rank our five favorite people, not just of the week, but I think overall, sort of where they stand and how we feel about them. So we're gonna go one through five. I think we'll sort of run through quickly for each person. Um, Maybe we should all say who number one is at the same time, because I'm sure uh, I'm sure we all have the exact same number one, right? I'm nope. certain that's going to be a terrible thing for recording. All right, you ready? It goes three, two, one. Aubrey. Haley. Ozzy. <laughs> <laughs> wait, why Ozzy? Ozzy why Ozzy? thing. That's right, the right, point. Right, he's wait. a strong player and he hasn't done anything, we'll so he's got go no target. He's got no target on his back. So since Ty and the weirdest, just... since Ty made the weirdest choice, let's have him run through his top five first. So, so tell us why you pick number one, and then run through your five. Ozzy, number one, power player. He hasn't made enemies, and he's just sort of chilling, doing well at the well enough at uh, challenges, but not like threateningly good. Where everybody's like, I'd like him on my team. So I think he's going to stick around, and his social game hasn't been terrible. Have you seen Ozzy's previous seasons? Um, I don't think so. I can't remember. Did we watch one? I've never seen one. I'm curious if you have, because having him number one with him having like three lines the whole season is really impressive. 
me and Taylor were talking about during the last episode how sometimes you were the... in the last episode. No, not the last podcast episode, oh. <laughs> the last Survivor episode um, when we were watching it. That the the producers sometimes surprise you, like they they hide a character and then make them like the center point of whatever move is happening, or they blindside or... a total tribal council. <laughs> yeah, I was but say, we'll get I'm back to it. That yeah. Um, so it seems it seems like you're you're betting a lot of money on Ozzy being like a like a hidden underdog. The producers are hiding him, hey. but he's gonna come out and win later. Not a crazy he's a diamond thing. in the rough. Not a crazy thing to do. So who are your other five? It's who are your rough. other four? Who are your other four? Oh gosh, I'm already gonna get flack for this. Okay, I can oh, see. Boy. I'm just gonna run through the list. Number two, I got Aubrey. See. What? Good choice. Number th- number three, I got Malcolm. Number four, and I don't know why, I put question marks next to it. I have Brad, because Brad orchestrated a little bit this week. Okay. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about Brad in a minute. And he's kind of hidden. So I have, he sneaked into my top five. And then my number five, Dark Horse candidate, Sarah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, who? That's a great question. It sounds like your whole top five is based on the theory that the people who haven't done anything are the ones that we should be watching out for. <laughs> I think like hey. strong, strong people that can like fly under the radar for a long time will eventually rule the game. That's how you I feel. Cannot, you cannot blame him, Tails, because you have Aubrey as your number one pick, <laughs> and she has said two and a half words the entire season. I'm sorry. Did you see the raincoat parka thing she was wearing last week? <laughs> Dude, stop. She is uh. so powerful. The word is power rankings, and she has power. All right, okay, so that's well. your number one. Let's hear the rest of your list then, Taylor. Uh, since we're talking power, my number two was Sandra, even though I feel like mm. she's probably not mm. very high in my okay. list of people that I think might win at this point. But as far as people who have the most power in the game at this moment, I feel right. like Sandra is, whether you like her or not, she's sort of in that chair, so to speak. Oh, Wait. I don't want the totally definition of power then. I have... Brad, number three, um, because I was also pretty impressed this week by how he manipulated Ty into voting out his best friend, basically, and managed to do it in a way where he can take all the credit for it and not take any flack if there was any, any blowback, I guess. Um, Number four, and I don't know if anyone else was going to mention this, but I put Troyzan number four. Because he found the wow. hidden immunity idol, and he's the only one who has one right now, and that means a lot, I think. So I put him in there, and then number five, I put Haley just for her performance in Final Tribal. I was pretty impressed with her uh, lawyer speak, the way that she talked herself out of, or, or the way it pre- it was presented at least that she talked herself out of getting voted out. But we can talk about that in a minute. Yeah, Levi. Um, I had Haley number one, as I said. Um, I was very impressed with her lawyer speech. Um, I was very impressed that Culpepper was taken aback by how um, by how eloquent she was um, and how she turned it around on Caleb. Um, I had Troyzan number two, uh, only because Troyzan got that got that immunity idol. I like can't stand the dude, but he's in a great position right now. He's also on your um, team. Oh, is he? Man, I'd trade him in a second. Do any of y'all want him? <laughs> I'll sell them to you for real. Yeah, life. I'll give you. I'll give you Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'd be better off. I should mention um, as a quick uh, button to the fantasy section too. Levi is the only one who has five people left still, 
Everyone really? else is down to four. Yeah. I love myself. Um, I have Sandra's number three, who I also cannot stand. Um, and do you want to go into why I can't stand her? Because it happened this week. Uh, we will talk about that later. I think if I, if if I'm okay. getting your drift, if I'm catching your flow. Oh. Oh, you are, unless you're a complete uh, idiot, um, which you're not. Uh, the subtlety. Um, I have Cole Pepper number four for his sweet uh, kickflip turnaround on Ty, um, and I got Varner number five only because I think Varner has come back this season and is a very approachable, uh, reasonable guy. Wait, um, tell me one thing he's done that is impressive um some of his some of his tribal speeches are um are done in such a way that nobody could possibly hate him for it he he's been very good at being the the nice guy and everything and having no one like turn on him and i think he's i think he's kind of like gonna fly under the radar for a bit just being everybody's friend i want to give an honorable mention to jt for ah true (laughs) for taking people out on a boat or on a raft, and then leaving them <laughs> half a mile out at sea <laughs> as he went back to look for a hidden immunity idol, because that was I a power move, <laughs> one way or another. Uh, maybe I, I think should've... that was one of the greatest moments of this season so far. Maybe I should have had him in there somewhere. Yeah, how did we all leave him out of our power rankings? <laughs> he Too was much of a threat. List. He was on my list of people I was considering, but and, and mm. honestly, I maybe he should be there instead of. Aubrey, but I have a blood tie to Aubrey right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm almost certain your judgment is being is being impaired right now Say by what? how much you are Just by how in love with Aubrey. Clouded. You are. What? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you put sure her as your you number one. You and Jordan are also sitting alongside rooting for Aubrey at every moment. Well, yeah, we're rooting for her, but we don't think she's gonna win at this point. Oh, just just you wait. Okay, just what are the odds? My words. What are the odds that I can that I can through Twitter get one of the contestants to tell me who wins? Uh, Zero. I'm I'm guessing there's at least like a four percent chance. Yeah, go for it. Maybe you can get Caleb to tell you since he's angry that he got voted out. <laughs> yeah, who is pissed that they're out right Actually, now? Actually, he looked he was pretty his interview he was pretty calm. I thought he seemed yeah not very yeah surprised. he's a good guy you know he seemed not very surprised I would say which I think leads us into. Our next segment, five minutes on Caleb. What a god. Oh, I just what opened a hottie. the calculator app. I totally meant to open the clock. All right, ready? We're going to talk about only Caleb for five minutes. Ty, start. All right, Caleb, he came back this season. Loved him. Probably my favorite survivor of the last yeah, five or six know. years. We don't know why, but um, we know. How do you not know why? He's, a, <laughs> he's so great at the game. He makes friends. <laughs> And he wins challenges. What else do you need? 18 total days. Out of two seasons. That's 18 more days than either of you have been out there. So, okay. We're comparing ourselves. Well, you should. You're right. I don't, I just, I really don't understand because he, I feel like he was playing the game well and he wasn't, he wasn't like threatening anybody. He wasn't trying to like rally the troops around getting rid of individual people. He didn't, he didn't make any enemies, and then for some reason they were like, "Well, we need to get rid of him because he's good?" Question mark. He, he was just unlucky. He got put in the spot where he was one of two people that they 
that they would have voted out. And Haley mm-hmm. just didn't have any friends. Caleb was automatically slightly more dangerous. Look, guys, here's yeah. what we have. We have a good old-fashioned producer blindside. Because, as I just mentioned, Caleb seemed totally fine with being voted out. Like, he was like, oh, I get it. I understand why Ty had to do what he had to do. But the way it was presented in the episode was like it was a total surprise. Like, oh, they're definitely going to vote Haley. Caleb's going to be fine. He's there. He's strong, and they need a strong tribe, and blah, 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 blah. And I hate when the show does this, because they do this every year where they don't show you a blindside being performed within the tribe. They create a blindside that doesn't exist by the way that they edit it, and it's mm-hmm. really frustrating. And I'm sure, I'm sure I, Ty I think... was particularly frustrated with that, but... I just, as much as I was rooting for Haley because of the way it was presented and ha- and how impressive she was in the final tribal, it was still a little bit frustrating to leave with that taste in my mouth. What, yeah, what because I... the way it was edited, it only looked like that speech that she gave that Brad gave her props for was like what turned them around to not Caleb out. I know Brad was kind of wary of it, um, who I think had a really good episode and a really good strong showing. But her speech, almost more than anything Caleb did, because I think Caleb was just trying to ride the wave of, yeah, we should get rid of Haley and take the target away from me. And I thought he played that as well as he could. So what are you going to remember about Caleb from this season? What am I going to remember? I'm going to remember that he made it nine days, and he made it nine days last time. And that he kissed Ty on the head, and Ty was really excited about it. Very cute, very cute. Um... I don't know. I mean, I guess they're saying we didn't get to know a whole lot about him, but I think just from like watching his game, I feel like he had a strong game, almost to the point that people were like, he might actually be really good at this, so let's get rid of him. Mm. Levi, what did you think? I was not excited by Caleb. Um, I didn't think he... He didn't particularly shine in any arena. He wasn't even the Clint, like the pinch hitter in any, in any challenge. Um, when was the last I think time you the, used the phrase pinch hitter in any context? Um, the last time I watched a baseball game. <laughs> um, uh, I, I think the producers really kind of ignored him the whole time, which is fine by me. I didn't get attached. Um, I, yeah, I'm not a big fan of Caleb, uh, if only because I wish I could get to know him better. And Tyler B. Commons, we should mention that you hadn't named your fantasy team yet so mm-hmm. we gave you an honorary team name this week uh just in honor of caleb going out and how sad ty looked after having to vote him out so what correct. was the honorary team name uh poor ty but it's spelled t-a-i so <laughs> it's sort of like two a double, ties it's sort of a double meaning because we were like oh poor ty his first pick got voted out but it's also like oh poor ty <laughs> I think that's a very appropriate name and way better than anything I would come up with. Have, I don't even understand Jordan's name. Jordan's name is Mama Nuka. Um, I think it was after like Mama C, but mm-hmm. I think Mama C was like a long time ago. Levi's is Levi's team number one, which I don't, I don't understand either. It was it was trying to be as generic as possible. It's a funny joke. People will get it. Mine's team Aubrey or Michelle, which is brilliant. Oh gosh! Not that brilliant. Michelle's it's not only, even on the island. No, it's think only about brilliant it. If people know that you are also in love with the other Michelle. Think about it. It works this way: 
You're either Team Aubrey or you're Team Michelle. Our five minutes is up, by the way, on Caleb, so we'll move on in a second. But the season that Aubrey should have won was against someone named Michelle who won. I, I don't, I couldn't tell you anything about her. But I'm trying to decide, you know, are you Team Aubrey or are you Team Michelle? Because if you're Team Michelle, then you're out. And if you're Team Aubrey, then you're welcome here. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was not as brilliant as you made it seem. Well spoken. <laughs> All right. Okay, so the go next into... segment is going to be a recurring thing as the season goes on. And ideally, the way, or I guess, theoretically, the way it works is the longer the season goes on, the more people we'll have on this list. But Ty's <laughs> going to start off really strong just out of the gate for us here. Basically, we're going to talk about the people who have no chance of winning. Wait, and... do we have... Do we have a uh, like a theme, like a theme song for this segment? Uh, I think all our segments should have intro songs. Well, you're the musician, so do it. Get writing. Okay, I'll let you know next week. I'll have one ready next week. <laughs> Just improvise one right now. People it. with no chance, no chance. Do, 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 do. Here are the losers. All right, thank wow, you for that introduction. Wow, can't wait for your new album. All right, <laughs> uh, <laughs> coming out tonight. <laughs> uh. uh so all right. What we're gonna so you want me to run down? Well, we'll get to you in a second because you're insane. But we're gonna run ah. through and we're gonna talk about whether there are people left uh, that we believe have no chance at all of winning. And I believe Levi and I only have one person on our list, so I think we'll start with that because I believe Ty has way more than that somehow. So Taylor, why don't uh, you start Levi, it? who is this person that we think has no chance of winning whatsoever? Uh, Ty. Oh. No, not who's gonna, not going to win Fantasy Survivor. I'm talking about the... Oh, oh, I'm talking this, about the same person. <laughs> yeah, no, Ty, um, we were talking about poor Ty a second ago. And I think if there's one thing he's proven in his two seasons on this show, he is really bad at Survivor. Like, <laughs> he means well, and he's a really nice guy, but he just, when he's like one-on-one with people trying to strategize or or deceive or anything he just looks so clueless yeah and he gets way too emotionally attached for it anything to possibly work out for him as far as survivor goes i think let me let me hit the main points um one his first season he got completely dragged along two he's only back because he was a fan favorite for the chickens thing in his first season um and three he is so easy easily manipulated that all Brad Culpepper had to do was say, but why don't you just vote out Caleb? And Ty went, oh, I should do that. And completely t- and completely betrayed his only ally. But could this have been his strongest week? Because Brad was like, you got to think about yourself, not your friends. And then Ty made a move. So did he kind of just prove that maybe he's not the worst? I just I... think Brad was so manipulative that it's hard to credit that move to Ty. Yeah, I think if Ty plays like that from here on out, he may be able to improve his chances, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think Ty is is going to stick to being Ty, and he's going to develop some sort of like cutesy relationship with somebody um, and just kind of get dragged along again. But here's the thing about that, too. If Ty keeps voting out people sort of ruthlessly, then he continues to be the guy who can't be trusted because he goes into every tribal with no one knowing what the hell he's about to do. 
which is right, already right. how people think of him. And it would somehow reinforce that. And just the way that he acted up to this point, I think has built up too much of a history for him to overcome. But I don't know. I think we should get into... Uh, I, I, I'm interested to hear these other people that Ty believes has no chance of winning after two weeks. So how many people do you have on your list, Ty? Okay. Well, my defense, you sent a very vague text that sounded like you wanted me to list five people that have no chance of winning. Yeah, but I've allowed you to change your uh, your 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 list here. You you don't have to put five people if you don't have five people. Okay. Well, then I will just erase two of them immediately. <laughs> you still got three people. Can I say really quick before we get into I'm, ties? I'll stand by three. Yeah, go. Before we get into ties, I do want to say um, I have a sub list of the people who have no chance. Michaela and Aubrey, two people who haven't done anything, who could just be kicked out pretty soon for not being very assertive players and just kind of falling Moving by the wayside. On, we we're talking about Ty's list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he hates that I brought up Aubrey. You can't you. stand to see the love How of his life go you? home. Your team, uh, Michelle. You just proved your team, Michelle. You know, so one of these days, out. Aubrey. Aubrey's going to listen to this podcast, like any episode where you're in it, and she's going to realize that you're the most creepy human being alive for how much you love her. <laughs> I'm not. <sighs> Just stop. We, That's okay. We I'm Team Scott. She deserves to win. She deserved to win. And I will fight. I, I would fight for Russell Hans just as hard. He deserved to win the season that he was in. But he's not back, oh, is goodness. he? We're talking about Aubrey. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to give you my other two picks because in my top three, I also have Ty there. I'm not doing There's no specific order. Okay, okay. You gave me five, and I was like, I don't think there's five. And then, you know, but you vague think there's three. It a- you think there's three, though. I would, I would yeah. All right, okay, who, so who my other two, two picks, and you might see some similarities. We talked about them last week. Suri, definitely don't think she can win. We talked about it last week. She made that one move where she got um, what's-his-doofus to give up his idol. That's all he's going to ever be remembered as is what's-his-doofus. What's-his-doofus. Yeah. That's what we can call this segment, maybe? No, that doesn't make any sense. What's-his-doofus. No. It'd be catchy, though. Um, So that's my... I just don't think she really has a chance. And I don't think Sandra has a chance. I honestly think people are going to wake up and realize they're being manipulated at some point and be like, well, she's won twice by doing exactly what she's doing. Let's get rid of her. Now, maybe out there you can lose sight of how good she actually is at doing this. But from like a viewer standpoint, I feel like there comes a point, even if it's not even till day 20 or day 25 or whatever, where they're going to sit there and notice, hey, she's still here. Why is she still here? Hi. I hope you're right beyond all reason because sandra in the like the first tribal second tribal council put herself out on such a ledge by after they voted out tony saying look like the queen stays queen ha 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 i'm gonna win you suck um Mm -hmm. which should itself like eliminate her the next round but for some reason she's sticking around um i don't know if she didn't even go to tribal council this past week um and number two the goat thing that wait, happened wait, this past week. Wait, wait, before we get to the goat thing, what do you oh, think? Of, what do you think of Suri uh, of Ty's picks here? Oh, Suri, I think she had a rough one week. I think she could totally recover from it. I don't think it's a guarantee of falling behind. That was the test. 
because <laughs> you've you've already badmouthed two people on your own fantasy team. I was seeing if you could, I could get you to do three. Because <laughs> you also have Sandra. But oh gosh, <laughs> let's talk about Goat Bambi because oh, <laughs> this was I have personally never seen anything like this on Survivor, and I mean so. <laughs> Let's get a quick rundown of the story so okay. the listeners can figure out what happened. In case they're so, listening to this and don't watch Survivor for some reason. Yeah, in case they just are here for the entertainment of the three of us. <laughs> minus the play, queen. Play the sad piano music. Can you edit that in? Uh, do you want, like, La La Land? Go. Okay. Uh, I, don't, um, I haven't seen La La Land. So what happened was... Well, we should mention they switched to three tribes this week. I don't think we've brought that up. Um, I know we wanted to talk about that in a minute, but one of the tribes uh, now has Varner, Michaela, Aubrey, JT, Malcolm, and Sandra, and they were on this like mountain section of the island where there's goats running around. They were talking about how hungry they were, and JT, it was JT, right, who was like, oh, I'll catch it. No, Mm -hmm, because JT was kind of feeling the heat, and he was trying to do something to get on the good side of the tribe. Yeah, so after he stranded them all at sea, he came back and he said, I will catch you this goat. And he goes and he catches a little baby goat. And then, like, two seconds later, Malcolm catches the uh, mama goat, I believe is is how it went. And then they started discussing it and saying, like, you know, I think we might have only caught the mama goat because she was sticking around trying to protect her baby goat. At which point... uh, I can only assume everyone in the audience was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> please don't eat these goats. And <laughs> I was I could... debating with Levi and Jordan because Ty didn't watch with us this week. He had better things to attend to. His catch, parents. Catch his own beasts, so to speak. Um, but <laughs> I was debating whether producers were like, we need to make this stop or if they were sort of if one of them walked up to another one was like no let this happen let this play out which i think is my personal theory right now but basically it wound up it wound up where they were sitting in a circle debating whether they wanted to eat the goat (laughs) and i think this is where i want to let levi jump back in with his second point about sandra here because she was basically (laughs) the most vocal on the side of let's eat the goat everyone was uncomfortable with the idea except Sandra who was like screw motherhood there is no sanctity of life goats are here for our consumption let's eat it and even Michaela who was like who was like cutthroat was like I can't eat a baby goat with his mother standing right there like this seems or vice versa (laughs) or or vice versa um, so I think that was the issue. They were going to eat the mama, but they couldn't leave the baby to go off and wander on its own and die. Yeah. Oh, God, it was so sad. What, what would you have done? What would your reaction have been if they had eaten the goat? I would have. Part of me, my soul would have cried out in like despair. I would have had a terrible Darth Vader moment where I step off the platform and yell no. But part of me would have been like, oh my gosh, this is the most real Survivor's ever been. And I love it. Like, secretly, deep down, I would love it. But I want everyone else to know that I actually care about baby goats. So I pretend it's the worst thing that ever happened. Um, I would have uh, just immediately looked up the laws behind animal cruelty on television. 
Oh, Twitter would have because, been a dumpster fire. Yeah, I don't know if that would have gone down well at all. I actually think if that had happened, we would have heard about it like months ago. There would have been mm-hmm. a news report about Survivor, animal rights, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it would have been somehow leaked before the show even came out, I think, if that had happened. Uh, mm. But it was very crazy, and it was one of the oddly com- more compelling moments of Survivor that I've seen in a long time. I wouldn't recommend going through it again, though. But on the subject that we brought up uh, that I mentioned a minute ago, there are three tribes now, and Ty, I think you had something you wanted to say about this. You didn't. You didn't like this. Yeah, I didn't like it. So we talked about it last week a little bit. We hinted at it. Uh, Survivor decided to do a mix-up, not a merge, and they expanded to three tribes, which I think creates really difficult situations for certain members. So we've talked about uh, Caleb and Haley. They were on a tribe where they were both immediately the minority. So they were on the outs. And I don't like that because I don't think it creates a fair situation for the people on the island. Like, right, as right. soon as it's happening, you're like, oh my gosh, this tribe, it's mixture. We got strong players. We got social players. We got blah, blah, blah. And everyone's all exciting. But then when the dust really settles, you're like, oh, well, in my case, my favorite player is screwed from the get-go because they have no chance to break into this powerful group already. Well, if if any other tribe had gone a tribal, they were all made up of like five players from a different tribe and one player from another tribe. Yeah, how did that happen? So either mm-hmm. any other group would have just picked off their one person. There were right. like easy pickings in every single group. Yeah, because JT was basically on his own against Varner, Michaela, Aubrey, Sandra, and Malcolm, and Troyzan was on his own against Zeke, Sari, Sarah, Andrea, and Ozzy. Mm-hmm. And the other tribe seemed like it was somehow a decent mix, I guess, which is, we talked about them earlier, because it was Ty, Culpepper, Debbie, Sierra, Don Thomas, Haley, and Caleb. But I actually feel like I prefer the opposite. I think they did this last season or two seasons ago, where they start with three tribes, and you get the two-hour premiere episode to... It, it makes characterization much easier when there's only six people that they're trying to go through, because... Mm-hmm. You get to know everyone on the three tribes, and then a couple episodes later, they'll throw them back into two. And then, even though there's a ton of people, you have a little bit of a vibe for who everyone is because you got an up-close look at all of them. So I prefer the opposite of what they did because when they do it this way, I feel like there's some people who have said three words the entire time. Like, I don't know anything about Sierra. I don't know anything about Sarah. I don't know anything about Andrea. If we didn't see Zeke just last season, I would probably say I don't really know anything about him. Right. Mm-hmm. Ozzy and Malcolm have barely done anything. Like, it's just been a weird season for the characterization of it because Tony and Sandra so owned that first episode. Yeah. And this episode was such a trick. <laughs> and so much <laughs> of it was taken up by Goat Bambi that it's, I don't know, I, I just don't like when they do it this particular way. Um, I do I, think it's hard to squeeze a bunch of player profiles in, though, when you think about it, there's 18 people and it's 45 minutes. If you give them each three minutes, they still don't all get to go, yeah. you know? So they have to pick and choose. And then I think the real game of Survivor kind of starts once they start getting Jerry members. Right. Um, I 
my argument against the the mixing it up so soon is that I think it kind of kills storylines. Um, I think storylines in Survivor are not just about the individual characters. They're about their relationships these characters have with other people. Like, if we got to see the Ty and Caleb storyline played out more, that would have been really, really interesting to see. Um, we, let's see, who else don't we get to see? Um, we don't get, like, Zeke and Sari were kind of becoming friends at some point, but that's gone. Um, mm-hmm. I don't even know if they're still in the same tribe, but, like, um, Ozzy and Sari have a conflict that now they're still in the same tribe, so they're still kind of playing that out. Um, I'm more interested in people's relationships with each other rather than just watching the individual characters grow. I think the real problem with it from a strategic standpoint is it's unfair. <laughs> because yeah. the guys that get moved on to that tribe of five versus one or whatever, yeah. they just get screwed. And right. it sort of takes away... like it, it can lead to people just losing through no fault of their own, which is kind of frustrating. It makes it more frustrating when people when people go down just based on chance because you feel like they didn't get a they didn't get a fair shot to actually like represent themselves like Caleb. Yeah. Taylor, Taylor's gone. So you want you want to talk crap? Yeah. So talk Taylor's Taylor. probably the worst commissioner ever, yeah. and I just don't think he's very good at his job. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, he's back. Sorry, oh. I don't know what happened. I don't know. I was I thought I was having a nosebleed. I had to run. Ugh. But you're not. Actually, it'd be way cooler if you just started bleeding all over yourself during this podcast. I was going to say, this is what happens when we do live podcasts. You never know how dangerous it's going to get. All right. I don't know what you guys said while I was gone, but let's get into the last couple segments. So, you know, we're going to try to do a Jeff Probst moment of the week because we were so inspired by him standing on the boat in the middle of the ocean last week. What a god. I don't think we had any good Jeff moments this week, did we? Nothing that stands out in my mind. I I think he was very Jeff. The number one yeah. Jeff moment might have been off screen when he told the producers not to interrupt the goat killing ceremony. Ceremony. Mm-hmm. I, I think it, his his number one his number one moment was probably when he released those goats onto the island <laughs> right in front of them in the hopes of causing drama. So. I think we're going to save our social takeaway segment for last. So let's talk about who we think is going to go next. I, I, I do know that we're supposed to have, a. am a little unclear, a double tribal or, or uh, one giant tribal with two tribes. I don't know what it's going to be. <laughs> this was a bad week to start this segment. <laughs> yeah, I, it looked to me, the feeling I got was that they're going to do sort of two separate tribals back to back for two teams not not all together yeah i think i think we talked about this yesterday ty but i sure hope that they get to sit and watch each other (laughs) i do if they can have the second tribe sitting like sort of a faux jerry who just kind of sits over and watches so they can see tribal dynamics of another tribe Mm -hmm. i think that'd be like a pretty cool way to sort of give an advantage to someone who went to tribal I mean, even if it's just a little bit, it's not it's not like super helpful, but I do think that'd be a pretty cool way to run this double tribal. Mm-hmm. So we have no idea who's going home. Um, I say we all got to say two people then. All right, well, then I'm going to just pick two random ones. I'm going to say JT <laughs> and Sari. I think uh, Sandra. I think Sandra's got to go soon. 
I really do. Otherwise, she's just going to keep going and going, and people are going to be like, oh, crap. And uh, it's either going to be Haley or... Boo. Haley or uh, JT as well, because JT's all by himself. And, like, yeah, he didn't really do a whole lot. They did tease a JT uprising in the preview, though. I remember that. So I'm going to put money on Sandra, first and foremost, from that uh, JT uprising tease. Um, and Ty. I think Ty is overstayed his mm. welcome. I think he's gone. So let's get into our last segment, which I like to call our pretentious social takeaway segment of the podcast. I love that title. Where we watch Survivor and we tell you what it says about society. What do you got, Levi? I heard you had a good one. Okay. So the title of my takeaway is MBA is better than college. <laughs> I think the, the number one thing I've learned from this, from this season is that if you leave it to the professionals, leave it to the people who've played this game before, you're going to get one of the most exciting games of Survivor you've ever seen. Um, I love this, this season so far, and it's, what, three episodes in, two and a half episodes in. I think it's just going to get crazier as time goes, as like the big personalities keep clashing with each other. I can't wait to see JT and Sandra fight each other. Um, uh, who else? I'm excited to see Michaela really come out of her shell later on the season. Um, I think I think Zeke and Varner are going to fight each other on who can be the nicest guy on the island. Um, <laughs> I I love this season and the concept, and I think it's gonna probably be one of the best seasons I've ever seen. Wow, I'm I didn't know you were gonna be that hyped on it. Woo! I mean, that was an interesting one. Didn't really have to do with society, but oh, it has to do with basketball, though. Yeah, I'll give it to you. Basketball is everywhere. Ty, do you I have, think do you have one? Well, I mean, I didn't have one, but now thinking about it, I think the pretentious moment has to come with like. I think I'm better than Sandra as a person because I wouldn't eat. <laughs> I wouldn't eat a baby goat in front of another goat in front of its mother. Like that just. I'm sorry. She's won two million dollars from playing Survivor. That's fantastic. I'd rather be poor and nice than rich and be willing to eat babies in front of their moms. So the pretentious favorite. moment is you being pretentious. <laughs> yes, I. I am being so pretentious in this moment. <laughs> just own it. Own it, girl. All right, Taylor. <laughs> Mine is never trust lawyers, which Ooh. I think we all probably hopefully knew already. Uh, but I think Haley we can have my heart. Culpepper's tricking people, and apparently he's a lawyer, and Haley's a lawyer, and she's just deceiving people into keeping herself safe. That's mine. Watch out for lawyers. They're bad. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I like that segment. That was fun. Really fun. I get that segment of five out of five out of six, definitely. Hmm. I love the six star scale. That's a really good scale. Yeah. <sighs> Anything else about this week that we didn't touch on? Um, no, except if you're a animal rights activist and you have any opinions on <laughs> what happened with the goats this week, uh, please tweet at me at Levi the Bradford. Taylor, or, what's your Twitter? <laughs> uh, or you could completely not tweet at me about animals and how terrible of a person I am for thinking I'm better than others at Tyler B. Commons. Uh, and if you're a lawyer, I guess, and <laughs> you want to represent me for some reason, 
when I nobody when, does anymore. When I sue, when you sue the other lawyers for me slandering them, I don't know how that would work. But I'm at Gaines Taylor, and that was I really should have spent more time coming up with a thing for that, or I should have just oh. said it. I should have just said also, it. It's just at Gaines Taylor. Also, if you're in the NBA, uh, tweet at me. <laughs> That's a lot of people. We're looking for NBA stars who watch Survivor to come on the podcast. <laughs> oh, uh, Scott Pollard? Are we, are we getting him? Oh, oh my gosh. Michelle all day. Get him out of here. He's right? not allowed. Can we get him on so we can roast him? Uh, oh, I am tweeting at him right now so furiously. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, all right, we better get out of here. Yeah, we, we should stop before this gets somehow worse than it already is. But thanks for joining me. Ty and Levi, this was our first yeah. three-way of the year. Hey, don't ever say that again. <laughs> um, are y'all coming to the party tonight? Let's. What, what party? My album's dropping tonight, and there's a party at my house. What are you trying to... This is a podcast, Levi. Get the get that. I'm literally just talking of... to you guys. <laughs> well, let me, let me sign off out first, of... damn it. <laughs> you, then you got to tell me for coming to my party. All right, subscribe to the Foxworthy podcast <laughs> on iTunes, rate it and review it, and don't go to Levi's party. I don't know what's wrong with Ty. We're going to get out of here. This is over. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>